Greg Robinson is a longtime musician, stand-up comedian, and actor who is bringing those musical and stand-up chops to Austin this weekend, performing shows at Cap City Comedy Club tonight, Thursday, January 25th through Sunday the 28th. The Thursday show is sold out. There are still tickets remaining for the two shows, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Go to CapCityComedy.com to grab those tickets. Greg, thank you so much for the time. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm great, thank you. Welcome back to Austin. I know this is not your first time performing stand-up in this great city. You've been at the New Cap City Comedy Club before, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, what do you love about performing stand-up in Austin? This crowd lifts you up. You know what? I, I uh, One of my favorite stand-up stories, uh, comedy stories, is I was here for the Fun, Fun, Fun Fest, which y'all used to have. I brought my band here. We did Fun, Fun, Fun Fest. I was running on fumes. I ended up doing a show that night at another spot. I don't remember. It was Indoor, outdoor, it was dope. And I just remember being so tired, but the crowd lifted me up. Like I, like they would not let me, like they would, it was like, we got you. So uh, that's what I love about Austin. You know, it's like, they they got your back. They're here to to, to party and, and, and take it to uh, another level. So it's uh, one of my favorite places to perform. So anybody who's unfamiliar with your comedic style it is a blend of music and then more straightforward jokes and then learning a little bit more about your entertainment past you come from a musical family that was uh, your initial passion but you realized pretty quickly i think in college that uh comedy may be the best route for you and so in chicago which is obviously a great place for comedy you start thinking about doing stand-up you eventually get on stage but you admitted in a recent interview it wasn't until you brought your keyboard on stage that it really unlocked things for you what was it about bringing that keyboard on stage that allowed you to feel comfortable being funny in front of people? Because I had been doing that, like all my life, whether it's church, home, anywhere, like, and then, you know, knowing how to play the piano made it, um, it, it set me apart, you know, and gave me this this edge, but it was also a relaxing thing to just, you know, like as a security blanket, if you would. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's, that's what happened. I just went up there and it was like, all of a sudden, I was uh, mad comfortable. And in trying to get better at stand-up, you're also looking for knowledge on the subject. And so you buy a book on stand-up comedy from uh, Judy Carter. Judy Carter, yes, sir. Is there anything that you have taken from that book all these years later that you're still applying to this day? You know, I, I bet there's some stuff in there. Uh, you know, there, I remember one passage, she, uh, uh, she was talking about how we as comics it doesn't matter if everybody is it's 300 people in there, 299 of them are cracking up tears in their eyes. There's one person who we're going to focus on is the one that's just like not laughing. And she was saying, it doesn't matter that you don't know that this is, you know, he lost his job. He's just having a drink before he's going to, you know, go crazy. Uh, but we, we focus on that. So that I think there's things like that that come up that I'm like, why am I focused on this person? You know, and I keep checking in to see if this person laughing. But when I first got that book, I remember calling this comedy coach named Neil Lieberman in San Francisco. And he was like, Craig, the thing about that book is half of it is, you know, is right and half of it is wrong. And you won't know which half being a young comic, you know. But uh, one thing he told me that I always remember, he said, if a joke kills, slow down. And if a joke bombs, slow down. So that's kind of stuck with me for, for the ages, too. Is slowing down when you bomb important because your tendency is to try and rush to that next thing versus 
do the uh, quasi Norm Macdonald thing and kind of uh, relish in the awkwardness? Yeah, I think it's because uh, your, your, your tendency is to try to get out of that situation, you know, as opposed to letting it just, you know, okay, bummed. All right. This is what this feels like. This is what it is. Okay. Let's see what else we got here. But yeah, Norm was a genius at just, you know, that pauses and and, ta and uh, taking his time and, and milking a moment. Loved, loved Norm. It's interesting you say that about being or focusing on the one of 300 people who may not be laughing because I've been that one person in the crowd before. It was at the Improv in Dallas. And it was this guy who was kind of doing a hacky version of the Blue Collar Comedy Tour back when that was popular. I was in the back of the room. I didn't even think he could see me. I just didn't find him funny. So I'm not going to like put a fake smile on my face or like make it seem like I'm laughing. I'm just like sitting there watching, waiting for, for him to say something that was funny. And he literally tried to call me out at the back of the room, but I didn't want to get into it with the guy. So I just looked at the person next to me and made it seem like they, they were talking. To him. They completely threw him off Do I feel bad in retrospect. I probably just should have started faking laughing at that point, but uh, he was completely off of his game after that. Your reaction was genuine. You know, you, you deal with you. You want to get involved. Who knows? This could be a different story. If you did get involved, you'd probably be, you know, just, you know, working at a, uh, who knows, who knows what you would have chosen. Who knows? Maybe I would have uh, tried a little bit harder when I was living in Chi-Town to perform the stand-up thing. I did, did some open mics around town uh, 10 or so years ago, but uh, life has a way of distracting us from pursuing our passions. And uh, sometimes it's the people that love us most who are trying to dissuade us from pursuing our passions. Like I was talking to uh, Natasha Legero last week and she was about to make it. Just went super viral, by the way. What's she go viral for? Whoa, breaking story for you. Bro, uh, she she get went up after Burt Kreischer, who had just taken his shirt off. Yeah. And then she went up on stage and then a flash of boobs for sex. It was it was it was hysterical, it was brave, and she did her thing, you know. So you're right. Was, I, I did see that. She's got guts, she has serious guts, but she was talking about making a move to New York City and her mom was trying to talk her out of it. Heard you talking about that. Your dad was like, you've got this good teaching gig right now. You're going to throw it all away to pursue your dreams. But sometimes only you know best. And you have to uh, come to that understanding on your own if that dream is going to fizzle. And so you take that leap uh, to L.A. Uh, way back when. And I feel like you dodged a bullet in the process, Craig, because you were a teacher at that time. You're getting your or you had gotten your master's in teaching. But teaching has become much more difficult in modern times. I've got a nine and seven year old at home right now. So I see it in person in the classroom sometimes. We've got teachers dropping left and right because uh, COVID screwed things up so badly. So congratulations on uh, pursuing your dream, keeping <laughs> uh, having to deal with a, a bunch of broken kids in 2024. I had some incredible kids that, you know, some of them reach out to me to this day, actually. Um, but um, I was there, you know, I was the, the fun, like doing music and stuff. And so it, it was that stressful part of trying to, you know, discipline these kids and, and they trying you every every day and yada yada. So, yeah, it, it was a it was a trip. But uh, but yeah, I'm, I am glad I got out of there. As far as current projects are concerned, uh, you are, are getting a ton of accolades for killing it on Peacock. Uh, just finished the second season. Is that correct? Yeah. Just finished the second season. Is there going to be Thank a you. season three? I don't think so. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, me too. It's uh. 
but you know, I mean, it could go somewhere else. We'll see what happens. But um, right now, it looks like it's uh, it's not moving. It was a, the, one of the best things I I felt I've done. You know, it was uh, I loved everybody on there, and it was an, an incredible experience. And I was looking forward to doing more. So you know, they kind of pulled the rug from out of us. You said you really enjoyed doing that show, not just because there was a curb-like quality to it, but there was also uh, a darkness to the show. It is a uh, dark comedy, after all. What was it about the darkness that you enjoyed? Is it just a, a mere matter of it really challenging you more as an actor to reach certain emotional places you haven't really had to go in the past? There, there's definitely some of that, but I like the edge of it. You know, I like the uh, uh, like like the not knowing what's going to happen, and then you know just being a part of something that uh, that I could be the light in. Um, so yeah, it was it was a lot of different components going on there, but uh, I really, I just like something that you can, you know, just kind of the grit, you know what I'm saying? So last question now, Craig, uh, Natasha's husband, uh, Moshe Kasher, just wrote a really good memoir. And the foundation of this memoir is six different things that he's gone through throughout his life that really shaped who and what he is currently as a comedian, but also as a human being as well. I'm curious for you, is there something epiphanous from your past that all these years later is still so important in who and what you've become today? Great question. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's at least six. Can I think of them? <laughs> um, the, the first thing that, that pops in my mind is my, uh, rest, rest in peace, uh, my, my godfather, Eddie Jackson, a.k.a. Chiney. He, he said, I remember asking him, uh, and this was pivotal because I was like, uh, before I was a comedian, you know, I, I just was like wondering, how do you do it? What do you do? And I just had to, I was like, you think I could be a, 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 a good comedian? And I, I've never asked anybody that except him. And he said, you're going to be successful at whatever you do because you're a good person. And uh, that's that's stuck with me a long time, man. And that's a hard thing to be in the business that you're in as well. It's uh, surrounded with a, a lot of sharks, a lot of uh, exploiters who are looking to use good people too, right? There's some good ones in there too, though. But you know, just gotta get swimming with sharks for sure. <laughs> Well, well uh, Craig, thank you so much for the time today. Craig Robinson's going to be at Cap City Comedy Club. Tonight's show is sold out, so you have no luck on Thursday. But Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, one of those shows is sold out. There are still a few tickets left for the remaining shows, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Two shows each night. Go to CapCityComedy.com to snag those tickets. Craig, thank you for the conversation today, man. Really enjoyed it. Hey, thank you, brother. Appreciate you, man. You're welcome.